Hey folks, welcome to the uh, Book of Sorrows, the quest for the Book of Sorrows. This is actually session one. I've got a full party of four players here. And uh, I'm DM Vince, your host. I'm going to go around the table and uh, just get familiar with people's voices again and see who they're playing, give them a little brief rundown. You are familiar with our two players from the Prelude episode. So we have our Belnor, the cleric. Uh, say hi, Chuck. Hi, everybody. And then we also have Galvin, the magic user. Say hi. This is Jack. Hello. Hey, Jack. And now uh, we have our two new players. Uh, I'll start with you, Mike. Go ahead and tell us who you are and character you're playing. Uh, my name is Mike. I am playing Delphin Slighthand, uh, Elvish Thief. And um, he is is more known for uh, looking for adventure than being a thief. So, Okay. And we have Crispy, who will be playing... Go ahead, Chris. Billy, you do this. Girdle Render, who is a uh, dwarf with a Napoleonic complex, dwarf fighter. Okay. So the adventure last left off in the prelude of uh, Galvin and, and Belnor were resting up, and Gal uh, Galvin, you were reading through the book that your master had given to you, and you found a journal entry, and then you were going to talk a little bit about that on the podcast. That's true. I did uh, discover uh, one of his uh, final uh, journal entries was, uh, uh, and I, would you like me to read it out loud? Yeah, sure. Okay. It says, today I've gotten word that there is trouble in Tagbar. It seems an old friend of mine, Rupert, has fiddled with the book. I guess the curiosity got to him after all these years. His job was to protect it. I have sent various letters to him, but nothing has come in return. I'm afraid my old friend is in trouble and he needs help. I have heard rumors about Tagbar having come upon hard times as a mysterious portal had opened near the town. I am far too old to travel on my own to this town. Maybe I should send the boy. He seems to be ready to venture out on his own. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea right away then. And signed Silverwind. So that's what he found in the uh, the journal entry, and uh, so Crispy, your character, which he actually went to step away for a minute to get a microphone because he was a little low, and Mike, your character was sitting in the the I called it the hog snout or the pig snout. I can't remember. I wrote it down somewhere. Hog snout. Hook. The, hog the journal snout. entry says hook snout. Oh yeah, hook snout. Hook snout in, and uh, your characters are in there, and I guess. Uh, Galvin was heading over that way to find some uh, help. Okay. Well, being the uh, the type of person that uh, I am, I'm going to be uh, looking for maybe uh, banners or uh, sort of, uh, what do they hang those things on the wall when they're looking for, you know, help um, on the bullet, you know, bulletin boards or, you know, talking to the the innkeeper or the barkeep or something asking around if anybody was looking for you know, someone to help them do the thing. Okay, so you're looking for like a help wanted sign or... Right, 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 right. Okay. You really don't see much in the way of help wanted sign. You see there's a little patrol around town uh, later tonight uh, to scare away some wolves from the uh, the chicken den. But that's about it. So it looks like you're have nothing to do for right now. You can head over to the bar, you can head over to uh, wherever you want to go pretty much in this town. Central Square. 
Okay, well, I, I will stay at the uh, the inn, and uh, I'm going to slip to the bar and get a uh, see if I can get an ale. Uh, just kind of listen to what people are talking about, kind of, you know, perk mirrors up if anything sounds interesting. Otherwise, just kind of watch watch people coming and going. Well, you, so you go to, you head into the bar, and this little portly man named Smitty comes up to you, and uh, he hands you an ale because he, he, he pretty much knows you. You're a regular. And uh, he asks you how you're doing today. Doing pretty good. Just uh, looking for something to uh, make the day worthwhile. He doesn't uh, have anything for you, and he kind of just says, uh, I'm sure something will turn up. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll take the ill and uh, find an empty spot to sit down. All right, you find a nice little spot in the corner and sit down. And Crispy, your character is... I keep hearing beeping sound, that's why I'm stopping. I'm not sure what that is. Sorry, that's my uh, tweet deck. I'll shut it off. Oh, okay, no problem. Crispy, your character walks inside the bar. I see it's uh, very or fairly early in the afternoon. There's really nobody there except for one person sitting in the corner, kind of watching everybody as he's drinking his ale. He's an, an elven-looking character. I don't know how he's dressed. He can describe that himself. And we have no Crispy. Oops. I guess Crispy didn't walk in. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head over. Uh, Galvin, we'll head over to you as you're walking into the uh, the tavern with uh, Belnor. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, Belnor and I uh, made arrangements to meet at the tavern. I, is, when I, uh, because I don't feel confident uh, attempting this adventure on my my own, and I want to uh, ask him to come with me. So. It seems like a good place to meet and maybe discuss this over uh, fine dining and drinks. <laughs> and Belnor, feeling obligated after being there for Silverwind's death, is uh, definitely wanting to stick with with Galvin and help him to uh, fill out the book the way Silverwind wanted. Okay, as when you walk inside the uh, the tavern, obviously you just see... Uh Two people sitting in there, kind of minding their own business, on the other sides of the uh, the tavern, drinking their ale. Nope, you know, mind their own business, and that's about it. Smitty waves you and has an ale ready front the bar for you guys if you want to have it. Ale, fine. Water, no. <laughs> it's ale, no water. Kind of gives you a, a nod. Oh. Uh, yeah, approach the bar. Okay, he he looks at you. Tell him that I'll, I'll have an ale for me and my fine friend. He has it on the bar waiting for you. Oh, well, I just pay him then. Okay, perfect. Psychic ale keeper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've uh, gone to the uh, bar and picked up our drinks, and I'd uh, like to s- kind of sit down at a table in the middle of the of the room and start discussing with Belnor the particulars of the uh, page that I read mm-hmm. and then discussing uh, uh, like uh, Belnor uh, if you I do not think I can uh, make it on my own can you come with me to 
to visit uh, Rupert and see what's going on in, in Tagbar. Most definitely. We need to go down there and find out what Silverwind was uh, eluded his book. Okay. Do I overhear the conversation? Uh, yes, they, he said he was uh, speaking quite loudly. Okay. Both of you, in oh. fact, uh, Trask and uh, Delphin, both hear this conversation between the two of them at the table in the middle. I'm going to pick up my L and kind of uh, walk over and introduce myself um, and you know, tell them my name is Delphin and that I overheard uh, them mention something about... Uh, going on a quest and um, he's uh, Delphin is looking for something interesting to do with his time he's been you know, bored and uh, just wants to get out of town and go explore some new areas uh, Trask is going to go and he's going to kind of go up to the bar and uh, find a seat closer to kind of listen in because he's kind of he's thinking like all right, I'll get to kill some stuff, but uh, see exactly what they're about. All right, so um, Delphin joins the table with, with Belnor and Galvin, and the three of you do notice that uh, uh, there is a pretty rough fighter, I should say, worn, battle-worn dwarven person sitting at the bar, kind of leaning over, kind of with his ear listening. <laughs> it's blatantly obvious he's listening, but you guys can continue doing your conversation. Well, Delphin, I, I think that your addition to our group would be very welcomed. Uh, the more, the merrier at this point. Yeah, I agree. I hear the road to Tybar is perilous, and it, uh, I definitely appreciate uh, your company. You hear from across the room, the Smitty says, you're going to Tagbar? <laughs> Tagbar, aye. Uh, there's, a, there's a carriage outside that's a quick ride there, about an hour or two. Straight, straight trip. Only cost you uh, five gold. Five gold for the for, <laughs> oh, wow. for, for the three years. That's right. I'm from a friend's. I can uh, I can pick up the cost of this. Well, you're more than welcome to to come along. Then. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he is now. He's paying the toll. <laughs> Do I? Uh, would I know anything about Tag Bar? Uh, like, have I heard anything? The only thing you've heard about Tagbar is that uh, it's a cursed town and that the people have uh, been asking for help from the king and there's been no response. Seems like nobody cares about the town. And there's a random dog barking. <laughs> Sorry, that's mine. <laughs> it's okay. That's pretty much all you've heard about it and the people have come into hard times. The crops are no longer growing. The animals are slowly dying. And you hear the rants and ravings of a, an old man that travels the streets and, and goes into the, the taverns to get, tell some type of story that no one really pays attention to. Could well, be. I know full well I can't let them go to Tag Bar by themselves, looking as scrawny and thin as they do. <laughs> so I'm going to push away from the bar and walk over, slam my mug on the ground and be like, Ah, lots! If you're going to Tag Bar, you're going to be needing uh, quite a bit of muscle with you. Indeed we will. Are you offering to supply said muscle? Aye, that I am. My name's Traskerlderender. Grown from the mountains out east. Seeing a fine few folk like you. Gonna need, need my axe. 
We're planning on leaving rather quickly. How soon can you be ready? He takes his mug of ale and downs it in one gulp. You can see on his walrus mustache there's a big, uh, a second mustache of foam. <laughs> right now! <laughs> <laughs> I like this dwarf. Yeah. Let's go. All right, yeah, you with that, I'll stand up and head for the door. Okay. Are you heading for the uh, the the cart? The I should say yeah. the carriage right away. Yeah. Okay, and the rest of you following. Yes. All right, you you go around the back, and there is the carriage ready to go. You hop in the carriage. You pay the toll. Please deduct it from your sheet. It's still five gold, no matter what happens. Yeah, I've done it. And the ride takes about two hours, like Smitty says, and then you come upon a town where there seems to be dark and dreary. There's a dark cloud over the town, and it seems to be slightly raining a little bit, but not much. Just like a kind of sprinkle. You can see that any attempts at farming in the land is the plants and corn and crops are all withered. The animals seem sickly. People are outside of their houses living in the dirt. Some people look like they have probably died outside their house because you can't see seem to see any movement in their eyes. But there is a tavern here. <laughs> and that's where the car, the carriage stops in front of. And this one is called the Jabba Jaw. The Jabba Jaw. Well, I don't know if I would want to drink anything here. <laughs> yeah, it must be in the water. It should be. <laughs> You walk inside, and you see it's a full, lively bar with many, many people sitting, standing inside, drinking and chatting and talking, as if nothing was going on outside. Do they, do they, look, like, uh, do they look like they're from around here? Or are they perhaps decked out in raiments of armor? Uh, upon further inspection of the room and eyeing everybody, uh, you can see there is different people from different social classes in there. You see some poor, you see some uh, medium social classes, and some somewhat rich people. Some people are decked out in different armors and have different symbols from different kingdoms. It looks like a big old gathering of party of people here. There is one empty table. You will answer at the table. I'll get us something to drink. Trask just kind of bundles in and goes up to the bar and orders... Uh, See, he orders four glasses for everyone. That's four apiece, I mean. Four glasses apiece per person? <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, the bartender comes over. You, you order four glasses apiece for everybody. And he gives you four empty glasses apiece for everybody. Ah, four gl mugs of ale. Oh, oh, okay, I'm sorry, he says. And then he fills it up, and then he looks at you and <laughs> says, <sighs> I see you're another adventurer, huh? Adventurer. Yeah. Oh, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> you be you don't seem like you're from this town, so you seem too healthy. Aye. Well, uh that'll be about uh fifteen silver. Alright, so he reaches into his coin purse and hands him the silver. And then just goes to town on one of his glasses. Okay. You say it's delicious, it's not the best L, but it'll do to your standards. So, 
looking around the bar, you said there were some rich people. Can we overhear anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, upon everybody sitting there, just kind of listening to various conversations, you hear people talking about the portal that has opened up on the edge of town near the mountainside. It's kind of mysterious, and they all want to figure out. They all heard that there's riches in there. Some people heard that there's demons in there. Uh, some people will start talking about some type of book that might be in there. Those are the conversations mm. that you hear. You hear someone say that there's naked women in there. So, <laughs> Some people say that it's a gateway to hell. Some people say it's a gateway to the afterlife. No one seems too keen on going in, though. It kind of seems like everybody's here bragging about it, but not actually doing anything about it. One of those type of deals. Like, uh, oh, the yeah. The people who are talking about the, the supposed book that might lie, lie within, I want to go over and join them. All right, you see they're, they're sitting around the table, and there's an, there's an old man sitting there, and he seems has a crazy look in his eyes, and he was just... He seems to be talking to them. He's telling them about this book. This book that the town has kept private and hidden all these years has been stolen. And that's why the lands have been cursed. And then you see they laugh at him and they throw him a couple coppers if he's telling a, a stupid story or something. And then they wander wander off and it's just you and the old man standing there. I looked down at him and say, Excuse me, sir, but... Would you by chance know of a man named Silverwind? <laughs> he barks back at you. <laughs> he must be barking mad. Yes, he's barking mad. And he looks at you with a strange look. One eyebrow up and he goes, Maybe. Maybe not. Who might you be? The name's Belnor. I know of no bell, Noah. Well, I knew Master Silverwind. My oh, did you see that? Here. Did you see that? See what? That pink thing flying across the room. Never mind. Indeed I did. Good, good, good. Now, what were you saying? My companion at the table over there was... The woman? Silver... <laughs> <laughs> He just looks over and says, the woman. Oh, no, the young lad in the wizard's robes. He looks, and then he gets up, and he walks to another table and sits down. Away from you. <laughs> Not our table. Not your table. He just sits at another table and starts talking to a bunch of people. As if you were just never there. Okay, I will head back over to our group. <laughs> He's quite mad. Tell him that old coot is mad as a hen. <laughs> Did you catch his name? No. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you hear him yelling out stories about you know, about magic and f pink things floating across the sky and something about a book and something about a cleric named Belnor bothering him. <laughs> So did any of them, whenever they were discussing the portal, did they mention, you know, where around town that it was? Or did they just... 
They just yeah, okay. everyone keeps alluding to it's on like as if they know where it is. Like if someone's talking about something and they don't expect someone to listen, like oh yeah, it's down there on the left, outside of town near the mountains. They say they keep saying. So they all kind of say the same area. Yeah. Okay. Now man. I'd like to get up and uh, maybe go to the the barkeep and ask him if uh, if he knows uh, Rupert and if perhaps that crazy old man is Rupert. And bartender comes over and and he uh, he looks at you and he says, uh, "Yeah, that's Rupert. Did he do something to you? Do I need to repay something or did he break something?" Are you responsible for Rupert? No, but it just seems that I've been picking up his tab lately. <laughs> no, uh, he he's uh, fine. All right. Rupert's dancing around with a shoe on his head right now. I'm telling you, Galvin, I don't care if that's Rupert. <laughs> We're done with him. <laughs> well, he's the only one that really knows about this book my master talks about. I, I think I'm going to have to approach him myself. Okay. Well, he's right now... Well, my Thor's bearded coach, you go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trask, what are so, you doing? I am uh, thinking to myself, Demons. Naked women. Treasure. Yeah, he's in it. They gotta get me into them caves. <laughs> <laughs> or portal, rather. Yeah, portal. Alright, so Galvin I'm, is... I'm about to oh. six beers in by now, I think. Jeez. That's like, what, one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start sliding mine over to him. <laughs> he really I do notice that. that they're not drinking, so I'm like, oh, do you want that? Do you want that? <laughs> I'll take that if you don't want it. I grabbed the one of them uh, to take with me over to uh, Rupert. Uh huh. And uh, and I say Rupert. He spins around in a three sixty circle and then stops. Yes. Is my is I I'm Galvin and I'm Silverwind's apprentice, and he's asked me to to give you this ale and to tell me about the book. See, he takes the ale from you, he downs it, and then throws the glass against the wall, and then spins around, hopping on one foot. And then he sits down, and he seems like he has a serious look on his face, and he says, sit down, my child. Okay, I'll, well, I'll sit down next to him. <laughs> he tells you that the book that Silverwind had spoke of was called the Book of Sorrows. The Book of Sorrows was an ancient book that was used for evil. It was used in demon summoning and allowing demons, mostly demons, used it to get into this world from their world. This town was set to protect the book. And we had it hidden. And as of recent, I've translated the book, but I think it's drove me a little mad. Ooh, did you see that? <laughs> what? Where? He points over towards the window, and he said that someone was looking at him through the window. Never mind that. So where's the book now? He said, uh, I don't know. When, after I've translated it, it, it disappeared. Uh, some guy came to my tower and started roughing me up, and I don't know where he went with it. He's just scratching his head as if he's confused. Who are you again? Galvin, of course. Oh, yes, okay, Galvin, sorry. What did you want? 
<laughs> Your help. Oh, okay. And he gets up and he leaves and goes to another table and sits down. <laughs> well, I'll uh, return to my uh, companions and uh, relay what information I have. Okay. Guys? So after hearing this, you know, that someone's roughed him up, I'm going to I'm gonna go try and talk to him and see if I can, uh, maybe see if he'll take us back to his tower. I promise protection to him. All right. Kind of be a guard for him. He says, you want to go back to my place? Not understanding. Kras <laughs> goes, yeah, that's what I just said. He's like, well, uh, you're not my type. And he just kind of looks off to the side. I think I think Tress gets it now. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, I meant uh, you could take us back, and uh, we could uh, maybe see if any sign of clues, and you know where they they took your book, and uh, we could get it back for you. Maybe make it a little less nutty. He he looks at you, cockeyed. And then he stands up and he says, follow me. And he walks into the wall. <laughs> and he falls down. And then he gets back up. And he says, I could have sworn there was a door there. Trash points to the door. Must have did. Yeah, thank you. And he, he gets up and he just walks right out the door. Okay, uh, I'll follow him. Yeah, follow along. I assume For what good it'll do. Everybody's following him, I assume? Uh, um, sure. Before we, before I run out, I'm gonna go up to the bartender and say, if we were to take uh, this gentleman home, where would we be taking him? To the uh, tower in the middle of town. That's where okay. he lives. Uh, you can't miss I say it. Thank, I say thank you and trot out and catch up with everybody else. All right. You see that uh, that Rupert is 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 running at full speed now towards his home <laughs> <laughs> in a crazed manner, waving his hands in the air. As if he's scared running away from something. Us. <laughs> Trask, what did you do to him? He's lumbering behind. Wait, I'm not. I'm not. I'm wearing heavy stuff. Wait. You guys managed just to keep him in sight as he, he reaches the, the tower door and he stands in front of it with his hand between his legs, jumping back and forth from foot to foot. Open the door! I try to open the door for him. <laughs> you see it's locked. Um, uh, I ask him if he has a key. And he goes, oh yeah. And he takes out the key and he opens the door. And then he runs inside and closes the door behind him. And then you hear a bolt lock. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I ain't told you he was mad. <laughs> I'm going to knock on the door. You see, he opens the door. Yes. How can I help you? Uh, 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 old friend, how are you? He extends his hand out to shake you, and he says, "I'm doing well. Come on inside." All right. And he leaves. And a, I motion for everyone to follow. <laughs> he leaves the door open, and you guys can walk in. You see, his immediately as you walk in, it looks bigger than it does on the outside, and everything is trashed clothes are all over the place. There's broken tables and chairs. There's food and bowls that 
with flies around, as if nobody's cleaned up after we were ransacking in here. And he, he's like, can I get you guys anything? And he offers you, he offers Trask, he offers you a dirty glass. Filled with uh, some black liquid. I'm a fool. I had a big, big dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he's like, uh... He says, all right, and he just drops the glass on the ground and it shatters. And this murky black liquid just goes all over the place. Well, Delphin is going to kind of not, you know, prod around in the the room, the, all the debris and everything, while the, I'm assuming Galvin and Trask are going to be talking to him. I'm not going to make it obvious that I'm being nosy in his business, but that's what he's going to do. Okay. You're going to nose around. Go ahead. You're searching through stuff, you know, casually. You do happen to see the uh, a door that leads, that's partially open, that leads into a study of some sort, and there's books all over the place. As if that room has been trashed as well. Okay. Anyway, what are, what is everybody else doing? You know, Belnor's just leaning against a wall by the door, shaking his head. <laughs> and I'll go up to, to uh, our crazy host and... and uh, and ask him to, to tell me about uh, his relationship with Silverwind. He, uh, he he sits down on the couch that's that's there under the rubble that you guys didn't notice before as he clears a, a path, and he offers you guys a seat on some... Looks like, I don't know, you're not even sure what it is, but there's some type of sack over it, so... Looks like it could be a seat. <laughs> And he's like, Silverwind, Silverwind, oh, I don't remember Silverwind, we were together at the School of Magic. He goes, he was a good friend of mine, uh, is he here? I'm, I'm... Are you Silverwind? So, <laughs> no, unfortunately I'm, I'm not, I, I have some bad news, Silverwind is, is, has passed. And he, he stands up and... He, he kind of like puts his thumb in his teeth and starts biting it and he starts like a tear comes to his eyes and then he sits back down he goes how did it happen it was uh, some vile orcs that uh, that came and stole his uh, spell book um, though I don't believe it was the orcs that uh, were behind the deed it may have been his old apprentice Hmm. He goes, you know, come to think of it, there was some guy nosing around here before, and he kind of moved my stuff around. <laughs> you mean the place <laughs> always looks like this? Uh, uh, no, not normally. <laughs> As he's just sitting there staring at you. And, uh, what did this guy look like? He was, uh, oh... He puts his hand out, and it's probably five foot seven. He's looking at that area around there, five foot eight. He goes, he had really dark skin. Pointy ears? Yes. As he looks, swings his head and body towards you at the door. It was one of his kind that stole... That, I'm sorry? It was one of his kind who stole Silverwind's spellbook. Hmm. I think he was after the book here that I had in my study, and I think he's taken it. And that could be the reason for the portal. 
not sure. His name was Tell Tell to Talk Tell Knock, something like that. I think you guys should uh, get my book back. Yeah. This town needs the book back. If we, they say that this book, our town is protecting this book, and we were instructed to do it by the ancient ones who are no longer. And this book, and he's kind of scratching his head as, he, as if he's trying to remember what the hell was going on. He goes, this book has been passed down, hidden from generation to generation for over 500 years. It keeps the essence of the demon Asmodeus in it. And then, uh, Belnor, you, you kind of perk up when you heard that, because you remember seeing an altar. The Temple of Asmodeus. You remember seeing that small little temple in the uh, frozen room. And he goes, I think this this dark, shady man was a worshipper of his, and was trying to help this demon out. We don't need this demon coming back into the world. So, uh... What do you say, boys? Help an old man out? Aye, we shall. Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. You're asking <laughs> me to guard a mule to help these four strangers I ain't never met before. Find a drow, kill a bunch of them, and uh, stop a demon? Yes. Alright, just make it. I'll uh, do it just for the chance to see a drow. Trask, you were uh, um, not Trask. Uh, Delphin, you were heading over to the uh, the, the study area. Did you actually go in, or I was going to motion to Galvin, you know, just kind of point at it, you know, indiscreetly that you know he should look in there. I'm assuming it's it's you know magic books, and Delphin is not familiar with them. Well, Galvin really is engrossed in uh, the conversation with Rupert, so he didn't see you. Okay. You were able to slip through the crack in the door and go inside that room if you wanted to look around real quick. Okay. Yeah, I'll slip in and kind of poke around the books. And if anything's got magical runes or anything on it, though, I am not going to open it. There is a dog barking inside the room as <laughs> it growls at you. No, I'm kidding. You walk inside the room, and there's various books all over the place. There are some magic books, and you're just like, meh, whatever. You you do see on the desk you do see one book neatly stacked there, closed with a ink quill next to it, and you see a small box next to that as well. Hmm. What do you do? I'll um, examine the box. Is it like um, it looks just like a closed box with no lock or just kind of a it, top on it or? It kind of resembles what a cigar box would look like these days. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take a peek in. You uh, stick your finger and lift it up slightly, and this illuminating yellow color comes out as you flip it open all the way and see a whole bunch of gold in there. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, take a quick look with your amazing, awesome abilities and calculate that it's approximately 30 gold. i close the lid back. Okay. I'll pick up the book and go back outside to Galvin and give him the book and have him look at it. Alright, so you pick up the book and you take it out and in the middle of the conversation you just hand it to him? 
No, I'm going to wait till the conversation's done. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I don't want to interrupt, especially in his moment of lucidity here. <laughs> okay. Back over to the conversation. Uh, you guys were agreeing to help Rupert, and he said that the portal is where you need to head to. Any idea where this portal leads? He doesn't know, but he assumes that it leads into another dimension. I hurt naked women, so that's why I'm in it. He says, whatever. Whatever works for you. Probably gonna die anyway. Hope their... Hope their beards are big and burly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DM gross-out factor, right? <laughs> so, uh, you, uh... I think Galvin would probably see this. Galvin, you notice that Delphin comes out of the study room and he has like a book in his hand and he kind of glances towards you and then heads towards the door where Belnor is leaning against as if he wanted to talk to you outside when you were done. Okay. Uh, I, I'd like to ask um, um, Rupert if, uh, if he has any ad advice or or if he has anything that could help us along the way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you see he starts rummaging through a pile that's right next to you. And he, uh, he pulls out a small wand. And he hands it to you. Well, I take it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And then he takes it back and he looks at it and he goes, no, no, that's the wrong one. He throws it in the fireplace. No, <laughs> <laughs> and you just see it goes, boof. and you like you recognize the magical like dust of it, the the strains of a magical weapon. And you kind of tear a tear rolls down the side of your cheek as you realize that could have been something good. Uh, I I get up and uh and and kind of walk away, shaking my head and and uh, walk towards Del Delphin. He goes, wait, boy, wait. And he, yeah, pull, okay. he he pulls out another wand. It looks like a, kind of like a twig almost. And he hands it to you and he goes, "Here, you may need this." Okay. So I grab it and hold it in my hands and 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 examine the twig. Um, it it has some magical writing on it that you can easily identify because it's written in kind of like a common magic user writing. Mm -hmm. And it just says uh from death to life. Okay. I I will stash it in a pocket. <laughs> okay. So I assume you guys leave now? No, no, no. Trask, is, he's looking into where they got the wands from. He's like, you got any axes in there? Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe a crossbow. He, uh, he, he, he rummages through the pile, and he says, yes, I do. And a couple minutes later, he comes out and he hands you a picture of an axe. <laughs> As if someone drew a small painting of an axe and he hands it to you. He goes, Here's an axe. Trask looks up at him and he's just like, I hate you. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's the look in his eyes. He says, All right, now, little one, take your axe and head towards the demon. Oh, yeah, little... <laughs> oh, no. He backs off and heads towards the other room, screaming with his hands over his head. And you hear the door click and lock closed. 
Uh, chop him down to size. <laughs> Look him in the eye. <laughs> okay, now he's starting to head out as he's mumbling to himself angrily. All right, uh, you guys all see Trask come out with a kind of an angry look on his face as he's mumbling something about stupid old man and hate him and something or other. I'll continue with your conversation that you were going to have. Uh, Delphin uh, uh, waits for a guy to come out when he does. He uh, hands him the book and tells him where he got it and, uh, and says that it looks to be of something of interest. I don't know where that is, but I'm sure you'll be able to read it. Okay, I'll open it up and examine the book. You see it's actually a, a daily journal of, of, of Galvin's life, pretty much. Of Galvin's life, uh, sorry. Of my life? Oh no. my goodness. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Of, of, yes, my it's, entire it's, life is detailed here. Yes, and the last page is his dead. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's, it's Rupert's daily doings. It says, it says on the front cover, Rupert's daily doings. And as you're flipping through the pages, you can see that it starts off normal. He talks about going to get the book that was placed in the attic of his tower for safekeeping. And he starts studying it, and you notice the writing starts getting sloppier and sloppier as until it gets just, you see words like poo and blah and <laughs> not. And then you can translate pretty much something about, he, he speaks of, of Telnock, some pointy-eared devil comes over and asks him about the book and strong arms him and takes the book from him and then asks for some magical ingredients to help summon something. And then he just he's just ramblings and talking about like chickens and ducks and you're like, what? And then there's one journal entry dated today but it's dated an hour from now and it talks about you guys. Okay. It it just basically says the fact that he met with you, you guys have gone to his house, and he's agreed... I'm sorry, you've agreed upon helping him get the book back, and he looks forward to having his book back in his sanity. And this part is very coherent. Is it, is it uh, like, referred to us by name? Everybody by name. And he even says that he gave uh, Galvin... A wand of resurrection. And that he gave Trask an axe. <laughs> On hearing this, Trask just gets super huffy. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I guess we need to give his book back so he can nice, ride in it. Gave you a nice pickaxe. Uh, oh, a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a mini axe. <laughs> right, so, what do you guys do? You're standing outside his tower, and Calvin reads all that stuff out to you guys, and then slams the book closed. If, if, like, and like, oh my god. Well, I believe that our course has been set. We must visit this portal. What time of the day is it? It is now, since you were you got there in the late afternoon, it is now breaching towards evening by looking at the sun in the sky. Well, the sun not in the sky, I should say. The setting sun. Well, I guess we have to decide, are we going to head out now? Or are we going to um, 
find a place to to bunk for the evening and head out in the morning. Probably bunk for the evening if we're going into a naked lady demon magic item hell. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you think we should uh, see if uh, Rupert would like to extend his hospitality? No. No. (laughs) No. You see that the door opens to Rupert's home and he comes out in a dress. A woman's dress and he starts watering the plants. I walk away. <laughs> I uh, hand him I'm his book. I'm following Delnor. <laughs> I'll hand him his book and say, I think you uh, dropped this. And you see he's actually, he, he looks at you and goes, Oh, thank you. And he's like faking a woman's voice really badly. Uh, and I'll follow my uh, <laughs> my partner's. And then he just kind of goes back inside with the book. <laughs> Where are you guys heading off to? Was that in the only or tavern the only place in town to book rooms? Yes. Or you could stay at somebody, some random house. <laughs> or tower. Or tower, yeah. <laughs> just get away from the tower. The portal. What was the name of the inn again? The Jabba Jaw. It has a picture of a shark on the outside. I thought that's what you were going for. All yeah. right. <laughs> and I thought pickaxe was bad. <laughs> so you guys are heading to the inn? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. All right, you see that uh, there's still people in there like they were before, and uh, the innkeeper is standing behind the bar with the bartender chatting away as... They're having a drink together, and you motion for him to come over, and I'll let you ask what you want to ask. How can I help you boys? We need to book rooms for the night. Sadly, I don't have any rooms, but there is the common room that you guys can stay in if you'd like. It only costs a copper, and it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's a place that you can sit down and rest. Would you like that? Might you have a barn or a stable? Uh, have you seen the animals outside? Surely they are not always just like this. By all means, there is a barn across town at the farmland, the Mackenzie farmland. If you want to go there, go ahead. How... Can we make out who's bugging down for the night? Like, who's actually going to be staying at the inn versus who is uh, just having their nightly meal? Well, he pretty much tells you when that he has no rooms left because just about everybody here has booked a room. Huh. Said so you boys are kind of late. Common room ain't that bad. just basically a big room with uh, a bucket in the middle. That's all. I'm voting for the barn. <laughs> you'd rather That's got my vote. <laughs> you'd rather stay in a barn? <laughs> At least there's hay. I, you yeah, know, something this... soft to sleep on. Alright, so is that an agreement with the whole entire party? Yeah, I, I did want to ask one thing of everybody. Um, how far away is the portal that we're going to? Does anybody know? Do we know? 
It's it's all people keep telling you is on the edge of, on the edge of town near the mountains, which could okay. be as far as you know, it could be a half a day's walk. It could be five minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to suggest that we just camp out near it, but uh, we're not sure how far it is. Barn, I think, is it? You can investigate. Or we could do that. <laughs> so, what's the party decision? Or is it I think we should just head for the barn. I don't think that investigating in the dark is going to be a good idea near the portal. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking some like uh, clan fear or something are going to come out and attack us. So, uh, I'm voting wait till morning to investigate. Okay. Everybody. Galvin. I will shake my head and and look. Uh, um, it's kind of forlornly at the at the common room, but I'll follow you guys out. <laughs> he goes, ah, oh, I just emptied the bucket too. <laughs> it's a well, fresh well, bucket. Okay. How, how big is the bucket? I mean, <laughs> that could be a deciding factor here. <laughs> it's like it's like the bucket you use to wash the floor size, as if a mop ah. was going to be put into it. Not a big enough bucket. I, I barn. say barn. <laughs> Could you imagine how many people standing around it missed the bucket? Exactly. Barn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you all head towards the barn area and successfully make it there without a problem. And you do see some animals, like some horses. And some cows, and they kind of look like they're just standing there. They're not acting like normal animals. They're kind of just like, Wah. the horse kind of looks at you. Is there a nice size empty stall somewhere? Yeah, you've actually find three empty stalls with hay. Freshly, looks like it's freshly laid down hay. And uh, there is no animal poop or anything in there, and... There was no animal in there to begin with. Bed down. Yeah. Everybody's bedding down, sleeping? Um, I'd like to examine one of the horses just to see if I can, you know, see anything strange about the animals. That looks like a normal horse to me. Well, I mean, while they're sick, I mean, they got sores or they, I don't know. They're sick? Well, you look over to the you go over to the horse, and you upon closer look of the horse, you see that it is sweating, and you see that it looks like it's bleeding out of the mouth, and you kind of look a little bit closer, and you see it's missing some teeth, and you see some teeth on the ground, Ew. and then uh, you look at the horse's eyes, and they seem to be kind of milky white. Man, is this a zombie horse? <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of. It doesn't seem to really do anything when you come near it, except just kind of, like a horse kind of does normally. Okay. Are you going to touch the horse, or? Uh, no. Okay. Not with teeth falling out and blood coming out of its mouth. I don't think it will. Okay. Are you going to sleep now, or are you going to <laughs> look around? Um, set up a watch. I was going to ask, how do you do elves? I mean, in some campaigns, they don't sleep. Some they do. I don't. How, how are you going to do it? Uh, we can say that you do the four-hour meditation thing. Okay. Well, I will. I will take the bulk of the watch. You know, after I've done my meditation rest. 
Alright, so you guys uh, gonna split up the rest of the shifts? Yeah. Yeah. I'll take uh I'll take first watch. Okay. I'll take second. Okay, and and I... during my watch I, I wanna get a look at the horse. Alright. Yeah. So uh everybody beds down, does their thing, snores, whatever. The elf floats in the middle of the air. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> you head over to the horse that he was just looking at, and you see the same thing I just described. What are you looking for? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna like look in its eyes to see if they like follow me or anything. They don't seem to follow you. They just they stare blankly ahead. Yes, and they're just milky white, so you really can't tell what is going on with its eyes, other than it just looks like it's looking ahead. Is it is it moving at all? Like, are there flies around that it's maybe hitting with its tail, or...? It's doing what... Yes, it, it is hitting flies with its tail. It's doing what a horse would normally do, but just... It just seems really weird. Are there any other animals around? Uh, there is uh, a cow in here. That's Is that all, or is it just like one cow, one horse? That's it. Huh. I'm gonna go. Uh, well, I've uh, I've infravision, but I'm gonna go get a torch to carry with me, and then I'm gonna grab my stuff and I'm gonna look around the barn just a little bit. How close are we to like the farmhouse? Uh probably about. Let's see, it's about thirty, forty feet away. Forty feet. Yeah. And it's it's evening, or is it dead of night? At this point, let's see. It's probably gonna be like if you had an actual watch, it'd be nine o'clock at night. O'clock at night. Yeah. Any lights from the uh, the farmhouse? Yes, there is one light in the window, upstairs. Hmm. You see one lone candle burning. That's weird. This I'm starting to get a Silent Hill vibe. <laughs> uh. You turn your radio on and you hear. Eee, no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Something jumps out of the fog and kills you. Man. Uh, no. uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep looking around. So, I, I guess I'll examine the cow. Any, uh, it's a it's a male cow or uh, a female cow, right? It's like a cow, not a bull. Yeah, it's a cow. The and cow... same story, bleeding from the mouth, missing teeth. Yes, same story. The cow. Are there any? As you go approach the cow, the cow does go ooh. Oh man, it's it's got missing end syndrome. It's missing its M. <laughs> yeah. It just says, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Not moo, uh, but is, ooh. <laughs> is there a bucket around? Yes. Like, yeah, okay. Milking? Yeah, there, yeah, there would be a bucket, yes. I'm going to milk the cow. Okay. Just a squirt just to see if anything comes out, if it's maybe a stopped its biological functions and can no longer create milk to nurse its young because it's a zombie cow. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, roll me a d6, please. And tell me your results. You'll you'll be comparing this to the the cow milking chart, right? Maybe. (laughs) I can't seem to get the... There we go, the dice macro. Okay, you rolled a two. Hmm. You go to grab the cow's utter, or teat, whatever you want to call it, 
and the cow actually tries to kick you with its back leg as you s- you just kind of slide out of the way like whoa and then huh. it, it kind of turns around and goes ooh at you <laughs> ooh to you too the cow actually he says, comes he over says quietly <laughs> the, ooh to you too the cow comes over to you and attempts to try to lick you in the face I'm gonna not let it. I'm gonna like try and like push its head out of the way so it doesn't. You, if it's bleeding from the mouth. Yeah, you, you. The cow comes near you and you shove its face away, and you see that you hear a splat on the ground, and you look and you see half the cow's face is missing, is now on the ground. Oh, cow, oh man! You just hear. Uh... That's weird. <laughs> I'm gonna back up. Kind of, I'm I'm getting a hand on my broadsword though. And you see the the piece of mouth that's on the floor goes oh, <laughs> and then the cow itself goes. <laughs> I'm gonna go wake my companions. Wouldn't you like to know what I was doing while I was writing this up? <laughs> 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 Nothing, of course. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm going back to the barn and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Belnor and, and shake him to get him up first. Alright, you shake Belnor and he comes right awake. What is it? The cow it it went I what is the glass of milk help me sleeping and then it <laughs> had to kick me, so I'm like ah and I jumped out of the way and then uh it tried to lick me. But you know, they're bleeding from the it's not very good. So I pushed it out of the way and it's, it's head man. It's head! Half its head came off! He's raving mad right now. <laughs> Sanity is contagious in this town. We need to get out of here now! <laughs> Show me this half-headed cow. Okay, uh, I also... I, I want to wake the others so we're not leaving them alone. Alright, uh... Delphin, you're walk- woken out of your, your trance, and Galvin, you're all shaken awake. What, 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 hey. For, so for the benefit of uh, our human friends, I'm going to take out my flint and steel and light my torch. Okay. And I'm going to take them into the barn where the cow was. And as I'm uh, as I'm going, I'm like, I say to a delphin, Oi, remember your horse from earlier when I found a body of his. And I, I'm building it all dramatically so that as we're rounding the corner of the barn... So we, when we get to the cow, I go, look, and I point my torch at it so it illuminates the area. And, okay, you point your torch at the cow, and you see the cow just goes, Brrr. Is it fine? It's or is fine. it still moving? It is fine. It actually looks better than it looked when you first saw it. Uh, but I... <laughs> so half its face is not missing. Nope. It just hit, and on the ground, and... Okay. Hold, he's uh he's gonna hand the torch to someone. Hold this. <laughs> I, I take it. Uh-huh. And he goes, I'm gonna get the bucket and go I'm gonna go to milk the cow once more. Okay. You get down there and you and you get some milk in the bucket. The cow just I believe our short friend is uh had one too many ales this day. <laughs> I told and you if you, you hold me short again, this. you're gonna be at my height. <laughs> 
And then it kind of, I'm looking at the cow, I'm just like, very clever cow. <laughs> you. <laughs> He's got a vendetta against the cow now. <laughs> you One see, point for you, bovine. The, the cow actually turns its head around, and you see, like, this evil look in the cow's eyes as its eyes are white, and it's. It's, uh, it's, I guess it's, it's part of its mouth is curled up and it does like this evil laugh. Do they see this or is this just me? <laughs> the rest of the party just sees. Uh, you got your milk now, Trask. Why don't you go, uh, have it sip and go to bed? And Trask, I'll you watch for the rest of the night. Look down at the milk, you see it's red. The rest of you just see pure white milk. Oh, come on! I Adjust your eyes here, man. <laughs> it's it's no. red. It's not. What does it smell like? It smells like it smells like fresh blood to you. It's blood. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it against the wall of the uh, barn. Okay, you throw it against the wall, and you guys see him just hurdle milk against the wall, and, and then Trask, you see it. Looks like milk now. And the cow looks normal. I'm watching you, heifer. <laughs> he says his, as he uh, kind of looks over his shoulder, says that, and then he just storms off back to the barn. Man, that's going to be all curdled when we get up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, Trask, as you storm back into the barn and head towards the area where you guys were resting, you hear a, Wasn't that funny? Alright, now, I know you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> None of you guys heard anything, because you're just walking in. He says, now I know you heard that. I uh, heard what? You just heard a, a man just said, Funny, wasn't it? <laughs> He's all like, ugh. No, I didn't. No, it wasn't very funny. I think you're a little overly tired. Trask. That's what you he's hear. He's just kind of, he's like <laughs> paralyzed with fear. You look over and you see the horse is now looking at you with that evil look in its eyes. The rest of you guys see nothing but just normal everyday occurrences, and you see Trask frozen in his spot. Is is the horse still evil looking? Is it still a zombie horse, or is it back to normal too? From your point of view, it's even more evil looking than it was before. What about, uh, okay, so I'm like, that horse is looking a lot worse for wear. Uh, you guys all look over and you see the Glance horse. over. Yeah. You look over and you see the horse as, as if it was before. Same milky white eyes and bloody mouth, but doesn't look any different. I agree, it has been better days. No, no. What, like, what exactly has changed that I could point out that I see that they don't? It's laughing. I had never heard of no horse that laughs. <laughs> Oh, I've heard that some people uh, mistake a horse's neigh for laughter. That ain't no neighing. Is it still laughing? Yes. I'm gonna walk up to the horse. Quit laughing at me. This is your quite funny. 
Show yourself, demon. <laughs> kind of looking wildly around the room. <laughs> okay. Roll. I'll uh, go and try to pull him away from the horse. <laughs> Dolphin's just watching, kind of amused. <laughs> All right, you manage to pull him away from the horse, unless you're going to resist, Trask. I'm going to resist. I'm going to start like marching just sternly and stalwartly towards the horse. All right, so I guess he's going to be shoving you out of the way then. Just kind of shrugging him off. Yeah, kind of shoving him out of the way, sort of thing. You get towards, you get right up to eye to eye with the horse, and it just looks at you, and it stops laughing, and it says, "Go to sleep." Give me a saving throw versus magic. I got a twenty, so. Very nice. Yeah. And you, you, nothing happens. But you do feel like a tingle in your fingers. You know that feeling of someone might have cast magic. You felt it huh. before. So I'm gonna, as he's shrugging it off, he's even angrier now. He's gonna just shout at the top of his lungs for the demon to show itself again. The horse knees up in the air. And kind of bucks, and then when you look closely at the horse again, it looks back to what it was before. All evil looking, or uh, just kind of zombified? Just kind of zombified now. Nothing else, though? Like, did they notice anything? Let's see. Hold on. Uh, Delphin, you noticed kind of like a rustling sound on the ground as if someone was running out of the room but you couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Like somebody um, walking on the ground as in running on the ground. Right. Scrambling. We, we couldn't see them? Nope. Hmm. I, I will tell Galvin immediately. I assume he knows you know, what type of magic could do that. Galvin? Well, I'm... It, it, I suppose it could have been some sort of invisible enchantment uh, of some sort. I Kind of grasping at straws here, I didn't see a thing. <laughs> yeah, I did not either. I just, I heard it uh, running across the ground. To where? Which direction was it? I assume it was going out. Of you, uh, the, uh, you, yeah, the you, area we're in. you you kind of surmised that it was going out the barn doors into the open. Okay. So, do you believe uh, something was uh, affecting our our dwarf friend? It could have been a hidden wizard, um, or it could just be we're all under the effects of. This curse on the town. I don't know. <laughs> this town may be driving everyone mad. Mm. I think that means we need to come uh, get to the bottom of this as soon as possible. Yep. So I don't know about you. I'd like to uh, get back to sleep. <laughs> 
What? (laughs) 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 Well, I I need some rest. If we're going to set out for a... I don't think Trask will be sleeping anytime soon after all that. (laughs) All right. I think we should uh, keep watching twos, though, just to be on the safe side. But uh, I think anybody that's going to be on their normal watch, I'll watch with them. Okay. That way if somebody starts acting strange. Eyeing the horse evilly. Now you don't be laughing at me. Or else. Or else. No. I don't think I should be taking any watches. Eh. Need some sleep. (laughs) Does the horse do anything in retaliation? Nope. Just kind of right. stands there. Damn stupid zombie horse. He says as he lays down and tries to go to sleep. <laughs> okay, so the two people on watch, uh, tell me what you're doing. Uh, Delphin is just going to find a position to watch the exits and entrance to the, the area and just keep a watch. I'm not going to go wandering around. Okay. And since Galvin says he needs his rest, I will go and sit just outside the barn door and keep watch on the barnyard. Okay, you see the cow kind of wander back and forth and doesn't really do much more than moo. But it's kind of unusual for a cow to be up in the middle of the night. You do kind of note that to yourself. Okay. Could be four I'm not going to do anything about it at this point. <laughs> Cow looks at you. Mur. Mur. All night long. Are you staying up for the whole entire night? or? Well, I'll take the third shift. You can definitely wake me up. If, uh... Yeah, I'll wake him up a few hours before first light. I'll go. Uh, I'll do third shift as well, just so everyone else can get rest. And by that time, it's going to be morning, so I'll be fully rested. Okay. You guys make it through the rest of the night with no more problems. Trask, you're still a little shaky, though. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't want to spend another night here. So I think we need to get down to this portal and find out what's going on. Okay, let's head out. Yeah. No supplies? You're not getting any supplies or anything? Uh, we have we have our uh, our rations and whatnot. I'm going to look around and see uh, if there's any rope, though. Like, uh, laying around, like, uh, the barnyard. Oh, yeah, there, there's, uh, actually, you find 25-foot uh, rope tied up. Like, as, as if someone hung it on a hook, as if they were going to use it at one point. I'm, uh... I'm going to borrow it. Okay. Delphin actually does have some rope if we need it. Purchase, so do I. Alright, so you guys head out, I assume, then? Wait, yes. wait, are there any very long poles? Like, maybe... 9 to 10 feet? No. I'm kidding. Alright. 
There's twelve of them. Pick one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you know, we can. If there's a sapling on the way, I can make you a pole. I, I got a you know a little one for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, head out then. Yes. Okay. Everybody's in agreement to head out. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you guys head towards where you think the portal might be, and it seems like. You're walking all morning long. You stop for a moment to uh, have a little bit of bite to eat, eat some jerky, drink some water. And then finally around what you probably think is the early afternoon, well past lunch, you finally do see the mountainside and what looks like to be a purplish glow on the mountainside. As upon approaching this purplish glow, you see that it is a roundish, sparkly kind of entrance doorway inside the mountain. And it kind of shimmers when you go near it. And it makes a sound of... So it's not standing up away from the mountain. It's actually It looks like it's a hole into the side of the mountain. Right. Or, or the hill. Or, or yeah. But you can't see in it because it's just this purple color of mess of prism of colors and everything. Throw a rock at it. You throw a rock and a... Think of that old Star Trek sound when something disappears. The rock disappears. Does, uh, in my magical training with Silverwind, does this portal look familiar to me? No. Not at you all. Have okay. no clue. You know it's a portal. And the color purple has no significance uh, to, uh, to my knowledge as well? To your knowledge, no. Okay. Is there any other caves or tunnels or anything near no, the portal? You, no. In the immediate area? Okay. No. You, you kind of do a little scouting of the area. You don't see any entrances, any debris that you can go through, or this seems to be the only thing on the side of the mountain here. What about wild wildlife? Can we hear birds and whatnot around? You all take a take a moment to stop and listen, and you hear nothing. Hmm. Little slight of the wind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so when when we threw a rock at it, it bounced right off, right? No, the the rock went right through the portal. Okay, like I heard the wah, 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 noise. Yes, yeah. it kind of. I think of something when if you when they went through portals in Star Trek. The only thing I could think of for an example in the old Star Trek, it kind of did that disappearing noise sound. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're. Um. There's, is there any sign of like, uh, like, can we make out anything of like maybe past conflicts or anything like that? Like maybe somebody got incinerated from a demon. I don't know. Like scorch marks, <laughs> any kind of rubble, broken stone uh, you, around the area. You look around the portal and you do see various footsteps of what looks to be weird four-toed creatures. You can't figure it out, but they go right into the portal and seem to disappear. 
So do they look like the footprints are going towards the portal or away from the portal? You see some going towards and away. Delphin is going to uh, get his rope out and uh, find a nearby branch Okay. and tie to it. And then I'm going to hold on the rope and throw the branch in into the portal and see if I can pull it back out. Okay. You wind up, you throw it through, it goes through, and then the rope cuts and mm. falls to the ground. Okay. And now you have a shorter rope than you had before, probably of maybe, let's say a foot. Okay. And you look at it, and it just seems to be a clean cut at the end. No singe, no burn. Just a clean cut. Hmm. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take a bolt out of my quiver, and I'm gonna walk up and put it through, just kind of halfway through the bolt to see if it does the same thing. Okay, you put your bolt in. You feel a slight shake, and then you see you, you pull out half a bolt. Well, you know, if one of us decides to step through that portal, I think we should go all the way through and not stop halfway <laughs> through. It's just my... Yeah. Uh... It's good guess, good guess. I was thinking, I'm going to put my... Like, maybe it's just inorganic material, but then I'm like, well, if I put my arm in there, I need that fighting. So... <laughs> yeah. That would kind of suck. Uh, I'm out with us. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> we should have brought that damn cow with us. <laughs> well, your your buddy the horse. <laughs> Zombie steaks. <laughs> uh, since I'm right next to it, I'm I'm gonna walk in. Okay, you see, trash goes, Neh, and he just walks in. He's gone. And I'm going to keep walking, not stop halfway. <laughs> until I emerge on the other end. Half a trask falls to the ground. <laughs> oh, he's short enough already. <laughs> okay. So well, you... Trask uh, walks through. Just seems to pass right through? No problem at all. You don't hear any noise. You don't hear any screaming. Boof, he's gone. No, no roll up a new character. <laughs> <laughs> no, no roll up a new character. Okay, well, Belnor will mutter something about the protection of Thor and follow. Okay. Well, I'll follow right after Belnor. Belnor walks right through, boom, gone. Galvin goes through, boom, gone, and that leaves Delvin standing outside alone. <laughs> he kind of looks around and shrugs his shoulders and walks through. And you walk through, and guess what? It's a three-person limit. <laughs> it bounces you back. <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> you all walk through the portal, and that's going to stop things this week, because we've run out of time. Aww. Oh man. Yeah. Guess My you, bad, guys. Guess you're going to have to come back next week, everybody, and find out what's going to happen as they go through the mysterious portal into darkness. Trask. <laughs> <laughs>
been listening to the Quest for the Book of Sorrows. If you have any questions or comments, please visit the website at www.bookofsorrows.tk.